Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Ryan Lindsay Show. Call in to speak with Ryan or any of his guests at 319-527-6702 or email Ryan with questions. The email address is ryan at ryanlindsayshow.com. Now, here's Ryan Lindsay. And we are broadcasting live from the beautiful Northwoods of Wisconsin on this September 25th, 2020. Good show lined up for you tonight. My guest will be uh, Faust Ruggiero. We'll talk about the Fix Yourself Handbook, uh, using the process way of life to transform your life into a happy, healthy journey. So that should be a good conversation today with uh, Faust Ruggiero. We'll talk to him in just a little bit. Um, another couple of news stories I want to get across to you here, and news stories that you may not have heard anywhere else today. Um, as part of a test project, the Helsinki Airport in Finland has started offering voluntary coronavirus tests that only take 10 seconds without a nasal swab being stuck up into your sinuses. Instead, the test is administered by one of two dogs trained to detect the virus by sniffing the perspiration of arriving passengers. Now, it works like this. After passengers get their luggage from baggage claim, they can volunteer to wipe some perspiration from their neck and leave the swab in a box. A trainer then puts the box next to containers of other scents for one of the disease-sniffing dogs to sniff. The process takes about a minute. If the dog gets a positive result from the neck uh, sweat, the person is sent to the airport's health center for a free virus test that may involve something more invasive than just the cold nose from a dog. Uh, preliminary research actually suggests that the uh, sniff test by a dog might be more effective at detecting coronavirus infections than the standard antibody tests. And reindeer herders in a Russian Arctic archipelago have found an immaculately preserved carcass of an Ice Age cave bear, researchers said the other day. The find, revealed by melting permafrost, was discovered in uh, islands in, uh, in the Russian area with its teeth and even its nose intact. Previously, scientists only had, to, had been able to discover the bones of cave bears that became extinct 15,000 years ago. Uh, scientists at the nearby university, the premier center for research into woolly mammoths and other prehistoric species, hailed the find as groundbreaking. Just imagine what else we may find as, as more permafrost melts and glaciers melt in the area. Imagine the things that may pop up. And uh, finally, with incense smoke, flowers, and photos of President Donald Trump and Democratic rival Joe Biden, Peruvian shamans performed an ancestral ritual on Wednesday for the U.S. elections, but there was little agreement about who would win the November 13th election. Chanting and blowing a traditional Andean shell instrument, the shamans, dressed in multicolored garb, invoked uh, Pacamama, or Mother Earth, for the U.S. vote to take place in peace without attacks or any witchcraft between the rivals. The uh, shaman teacher, Anna Marie Simeon, said the ritual was held in a low-lit room of an old building in downtown Lima. And she said the vote there was split down the middle. So we don't know quite yet. The uh, shamans can't tell us who's going to win the election. 
As I said earlier, my guest on the phone today is Faust Ruggiero. Uh, Going to have a good show today. Uh, he is a published research author, clinical trainer, and therapist who has worked in settings that have included clinics for deaf children, prisons, nursing homes, substance abuse centers, inpatient facilities, and he is the president of the Community Psychological Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania. In that capacity, he developed the Process Way of Life Counseling Program and has developed it into the formal text presented in the Fix Yourself Handbook. I am very glad to welcome Fausch Ruggiero to the Ryan Lindsay Show. Sir, how are you? I'm well, Ryan. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. Absolutely. This is uh, this is going to be fun. Now, in in a in a time when you know with COVID going on and everybody seems to be kind of down in the doldrums, what can we do to raise our spirits when we're sitting at home in quarantine? You know, Ryan, I get that question a lot, even in my private practice. And what I always tell people do is to do is try not to break your routines. Uh, get up at the usual time. Uh, you know, have a schedule. Uh, shower when you get up. Uh, take care of your body. Exercise. Uh, read uh, and, and socialize with other people as much as you can, even if it's on the phone uh, or, or on FaceTalk or something like that, anything that keeps you social. But uh, try not to break your routine because what's happening is people are, are at home and they're doing nothing or they're watching TV or they're baking or they're eating. Uh, they're getting depressed and, uh, and they're not feeling functional and productive. Stick to your routines and, uh, and also try to stay away from following this whole thing on uh, on the media because a lot of it is oh. just not true. Sure, certainly. Um, I, I noticed that myself in the first few days of the quarantine there. I'd, I'd wake up and then sit and watch TV for a bit, not take a shower, and then kind of go back and take a nap and <laughs> get up a little bit yeah. later on. But finally, just like you said, once I started my routine again, then uh, yeah, then uh, I started feeling more like myself again. Right. Uh, so the book is the... Uh, the Fix Yourself Handbook, what should be the first step in fixing ourselves? Well, the first step in anything that we do is to, is to define where we are at that particular point. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we all have issues that we want that we want to uh, deal with. I get my people when they come into the office, and, 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 I, and it's what the book is saying, is establish what you want to do. Establish where you are. Uh, know what you want to fix. And then I tell them to kind of take their life off autopilot, you know, and stop following the crowd and stop, uh, you know, uh, just uh, uh, with all the comfort zones and all the things that we do that just keep our life in some kind of a a, 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 a pattern that's that, uh, dysfunctional. Uh, let's find out what we want to do. Let's start there. And then from that point, it's real easy to put the components in place. You talk about being brutally honest with ourselves in the in the book. How important is that? That's it. It's it's one of the hardest chapters and the hardest thing for all of us to do. But it's it is the most important way to start. You know, if, if you're going to start fixing something, well, you've got to be real honest about where you're coming from. Uh, you know, and people get afraid are afraid to be really honest with themselves because they think they're going to become uncomfortable. You know, we're going to find things that we don't like about ourselves. But what I tell people is once you start peeling off those layers, you're going to find all the good stuff inside you too. So don't be afraid of it. You will get a little uncomfortable, but it won't last long. 
Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It won't last long. Uh, talking with uh, Faust Ruggiero on the Ryan Lindsay Show. If you have a question uh, or would like to comment, please give us a call. 319-527-6702 is the number. Uh, Faust, how can we get more information about you and uh, in the book? The best way is just to go to my website, Ryan. The, the website is dedicated to the book. Uh, so it has everything they need to know about me as a therapist, as a person, uh, and then lots about the book. Um, even chapter outlines are in there. And it's, it's, uh, the, the, the website is my name, FaustRuggiero.com. If you type fix, uh, fix Yourself Handbook in, you're going to get to that website also. Okay, excellent, FaustRuggiero.com. Uh, now, I listened to, uh, to your podcast. You talked a lot about internal balance. What exactly <laughs> is internal balance? Well, it's a real simple concept. You know, uh, if you think of any day in your life where things were going really well and you felt good, you, you, know, you felt at peace with yourself, you, your mind is working well, your body feels okay. So what we're really talking about is getting our physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual attributes, try, kind of get, get, trying to get those to, to operate in unison. And, and that's what the book stresses, all the processes I have. And there's 36 chapters uh, tells you how to get that going. Uh, you know, get, get your emotions, kind of put them on hold, get your, get your brain working and solving some problems, excuse me, emoting uh, with proper emotions, healthy emotions. So, you know, the book just tells us, the whole program just tells us how to do that, how to get yourself to the point that you can be calm, relaxed, and have that, that mind of yours dealing with issues uh, in a more, in, uh, more intelligent fashion. So when we get that, that uh, we start to realize that we're going to boil over or something, what, what is the best thing to do then to, to have that internal balance to kind of yeah. keep ourselves from blowing up? Yeah, you know, we're we're very emotional people and some of us even pride ourselves on being that. But what yeah. I tell people is the more what what we're looking for is to get the the correct facts. And emotions always color those up. So, you know, and emotions go fast. That's the more primal part of us. So, obviously, since they go fast, the 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 advice is always slow down first. Uh, and I, and I, you know, and it's always, as everyone says, it's easier said than done. But what I tell people is in the book there, I, I give seven or eight different things you can do, like slow your breathing down to start, uh, you know, take a step back, uh, remove yourself from a situation, let your, let your mind work first. There's a lot of things we can do, but we've got to slow down first so we can get the emotions on hold and then get our brains working. That, that's true with a lot of things, of course, just kind of slow down, whether we're nervous or excited or, or whatever the case may be. Just s slow yourself down and kind of take a deep right. breath, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, how do we know that this process will work? Well, it, you know, it's very simple. Uh, and, and again, I get that question a lot. <laughs> the program is not based on anything new. It's not one of these quick kind of things you put into place and you're going to realize it. They're all the things that we have inside us already. You know, what, what we've gotten away from, particularly in the Western world, we got away from uh, doing the work to make ourselves feel happy. We got away from all the, all the processes that we use, honesty and trust and communication, all those types of things. And, and uh, so I'm not, I'm, I have not put anything in this book that is something people have not heard before. I may, have, I may put it there in a different uh, way, and, and I put it with a whole lot of instruction so you can utilize it, but there's nothing in there that we don't all do at least a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. 
Foss Ruggiero is my guest on the phone. The Fix Yourself Handbook uh, presents the Process Way of Life. It's a step-by-step program that can transform your life into one that is happy, healthy, purposeful, and content. He uh, joins me on the Ryan Lindsay Show, and uh, we'll take your calls as well, 319-527-6702. How about, uh, Faust, when I've had issues with this in the past, uh, and that is obsessing with the past, worrying too much about the past events. How, how do we stop that? Well, you know, obsession is a difficult thing to deal with. And again, it runs fast. Um, you know, so slowing down is going to be part of that process. Um, but the other things in, involved with the past is that uh, we haven't settled them. You know, the reason things keep coming forward is because we keep giving life to them. We, we, you know, something happened in our life, maybe it was traumatic or it hurt us or, or it changed our life in some fashion, and we feel pain. And, and we always go back to that because we didn't fix it. We, did, we didn't close that issue out. And sometimes that's confronting another person. Sometimes it's, it's addressing something in ourselves. Sometimes we need a counselor to help. But we want to go back and close that issue out because if we don't, It'll keep coming forward, and when it comes forward, once it gets into our minds again, it keeps on spinning, and we can't seem to get that out of our out of our heads. But once we close the issue out, that's a whole different story. That kind of gets into then then forgiveness. How mm-hmm. how really how do we forgive if we if we are the type of person that that dwells on the past? How can we forgive and move forward? Well, you know, it's interesting. People, I, I've been, had that question uh, for years, and what I always teach people to do is look into your own life and learn how to forgive yourself first, because that's where the process starts. Once you go back into, once you go into yourself and you realize that you've got some things that maybe you're holding on to that you, you have done or things about yourself you don't like and you're having a hard time uh, letting go of, Go in there and get those things first. To go out and try to forgive someone else when you haven't worked on yourself first, that's a real difficult thing to do. And, you know, we hear all the self-help gurus telling us, you know, know, forgiveness, go out and forgive the other person. But we're holding on to so much negative energy on our own. So I get my people to go in and see what's not working well for them. Come to terms with those things. Forgive yourself if necessary. Then turn it loose on the other people because now you know how to do it. Sure, I like that. I like that. I really, I, I thought you were going to say something to the effect of you can for, forgive the person for what they did, or forgive the person you cannot like what they did, or, or something along those lines. You know, the it's thing. the standard line that everyone gives us. It sounds really great, and they yeah. tell us that when we let go of all that negative energy, we're, we're going to feel better. That's great, but they never give us a way to do that. There's a chapter in the book on forgiveness, and I tell people exactly how to do that. Mm-hmm. What about those of us who fear change, and how do we change our way of thinking? I, almost everyone fears change. Uh, what happens is our our minds, uh, we, we it, the, the minds function, if you will, is to make us feel good, is to give us pleasure. And one of the ways that it does that is to keep us in a routine that makes us feel good, even if that routine is dysfunctional. You know, it's like, you know, you, you may want to, you may like watching a movie, next thing you know, you're in the, in the refrigerator and you've got the cookies and the cake and whatever out. And now it, it's the movie, but it's also 10 pounds later, you know, so, and it feels good. So we keep on doing it. Um, what I always tell people, when you're talking about change, you're talking about altering a comfort zone usually. And, but understand, your mind adapted to one comfort zone. 
understand that it has the power to adapt to the new one once you create it. And that one has, and when you're creating it, you have the ability to make that a healthy comfort zone. So fearing change is just it's fearing what's unknown. It's fearing something new. But I, I explained it in the book. Your mind is powerful enough to recreate new comfort zones. And if you're really putting positive energy into it and, and, and good habits, it'll create healthy positive, uh, comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, talking with Faust Ruggiero, the Fix Yourself Handbook. Take a look at his website. It's faustruggiero.com. That's F-A-U-S-T-R-U-G-G-I-E-R-O.com for more information about the Fix Yourself Handbook. Why did you put this book together? Well, I've been using this this uh, particular program in my private practice for about 20 years. You know, when, when you, I, I've been counseling for almost 40 and uh, all different kinds of uh, settings. And so I got a real good feel about what works and what doesn't work. And what I realized was almost everything we need to change is already inside us. It's, you know, you're not putting anything new into people. So uh, I, I put the program together, started working with it about 20 years ago. And about 2,000 people later, uh, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm looking to uh, slow down on the counseling just a little bit. So I, I thought, let me put this out to the public and uh, and put the whole program out, put it in a written text, and um, let people see, you know, what we've done in the office and how it's helped all the other people. Sure. Terrific. Terrific. Um, now, for for about as long as I can remember, personally, I've had an issue thinking everyone else is happier than I am. Everyone else is doing better than, than I am right now. That's, yep. that's envy. How, how yes, does it envy is. Hurt, hurt us? Envy, you know, and, and, and I had, again, a chapter in the book, and I always tell people that the only thing you're, you're uh, looking at w- w- when you talk about envy is the fact that you don't think you measure up. Because uh, mm-hmm. nobody out there has it all together. It may look that way. But, you know, we can't know what their personal lives are all about. If I could tell you how many of the so-called wonderful people have come into my office and then once I start tearing things apart with them, they are miserable. Um, You know, what I always tell people is don't don't try to fix the world from the outside because that's what envy does. It tries to tell us to go out and get some other things and do other things so we can measure up to what we think other people have. Go inside yourself and, and, and fix everything there. Get yourself happy, ha- happy about yourself. Then you won't need to en- envy anyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of had an enlightenment recently. In, uh, back in high school, we had a, a, a girl who was, a, who was an Olympic-caliber swimmer, and she made it to the, to the finals of just, just about making it to the Olympics. And, and it was the first swim meet that I actually went to in high school just to watch her swim because she was so, so excellent at, at, at swimming and so fast. Years, and I thought she had it all. I thought she was confident, you know, she had the the athletic lifestyle and she always seemed happy. And recently I'm chatting with her on Facebook. We kind of reconnected and it turns out she was, she was miserable. And and she, she didn't think she measured up. She, she was almost made it to the Olympics and she didn't think she could measure up to, to expectations that people had for her. And that's the way it always works. Uh, you know what happened? We 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 envy someone who does one thing good. You know, it, it's it's the actor or the singer or the sports person or whoever it may be. They're doing one or two things good in their lives, and we think, my God, they have it all together. Mm-hmm. They're just doing something that's good. 
or they have a lot of money or they, something. It's what they have, but their personal life and what they get up with every day and the depression and the anxiety and all the fears and those comfort zones we just talked about, all those things, they have them all. They, they weren't created without them, and they didn't beat them. They just got good at something, and that's not what we want to, what we want to find ourselves trying to emulate. Sure. Uh, once again, talking with Faust Ruggiero, the Fix Yourself Handbook. And Faust, at, at what point should we start to consider prescription drugs to, to help help out with depression and anxiety? Yeah, you know, those are always a last resort for me, Ryan. But, I, you know, um, I'll tell people, go to the doctor. Let's start with a physical exam. Let's do the blood work. Let's do all those kinds of things and get yourself uh, to the point where you understand what's going on with your body. If If nothing is wrong then chances are, if you're willing to work with it for a while, we're going to get through all that stuff without medicine. Most of my people are not on medicine. Uh, not that I won't let them go there. Uh, you know, it's, some of them come in on medicine. Uh, and, and if we need that, if, we're, if you know, we're, we're ha- they're having panic attacks or, or, or suicidal thoughts, we may be looking in those directions. But for most people, uh, they just don't like being uncomfortable. And so, you know, medicine, we're a medicine society. You go to the doctor, you say, doc, I'm depressed, they get a pill. Yeah, you have anxiety, you get a pill. You know, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a made-to-order kind of a thing. I just uh, take it slow with my people. Uh, if they absolutely need it, and I'll know that, then then I go there. But I, it should always be the last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, what about anger? Is Is anger a habit? Anger can develop into a habit. You know, everyone uh, thinks about what makes them angry or what person or situation makes them angry. And the truth of the matter is, though those situations are there and they're often very real, uh, we have control over ourselves if we're willing to learn how to do that. Uh, And if we don't, then it becomes a habit. And actually, anger can change the way the brain works and actually become addictive. Uh, so that we all, because it feels powerful, the adrenaline's there, and we we feel that we can push our way into a situation and win. Um, so you know, and there's all different kinds of anger. Uh, you know, so I always tell people that again is something you want to stay away from because you, while you're getting angry, you're the person that has to live in that situation. Uh, not let alone that you hurt other people. Uh, but um, there are other ways to deal with things with, without anger, particularly when it gets to an addictive stage and you can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. Why is it, it? It seems like so often we can say the most hurtful things to people we're supposed to love the most. Why do we do because that? The, because they'll forgive us the fastest. We, you know, oh. and, and they accept it often. We're, you know, we live with them, um, and so we say something. Then we go through the little, the little forgiveness dance, and then we come back, and you know, it's all bad. And, and plus, other things depend on it. Comfort zones, like the, like the, the living together, and not have to split up a home, and or, or or find new places to live, or get new relationships. So we forgive real quick, or we think we do, uh, but it, it's a cycle that just keeps on going. So, you know, we're, we, we, that, that, that behavior is not going to be acceptable in the public. People will leave us. We'll get fired from jobs, those types of things. At home, you know, we just fight it out and we go in different rooms and then we, we cool down and we start all over again. Sure. I guess I never thought of it that way. That, that those are the people that will for, forgive us the fastest. That's, that's very sure. well said. Um, who, who is this book for? Anyone. If you can read 
this book can be for you. I, you know, more of an adult crowd. You know, anywhere. From, I have people as young as 18 that are doing this, and I have uh, the oldest person that has gotten back to me is in her mid 80s. Um, so you know, it, it's written for anyone. It's not designed for a specific demographic. Uh, it's not male or female. Any any anyone can read it. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Doesn't matter whether you're you know straight or gay or black or white or what. We all have all of these issues. So if you can read, you can apply this program. Do you feel that that pretty much everybody could benefit from some kind of counseling on a regular basis? If at least introspection, yes. But counseling, you know, really counseling. There, there are two types of counseling, formal and informal. And sometimes you're, you're counseling with a family member or best friend, don't even realize it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people need uh, formal counseling, but it's always good to get out of your own head and get some fresh eyes on what you're thinking, so to speak, and, you know, bounce things back and forth because a lot of, a lot of us hold on to what, we, what we're thinking and what we're feeling, and that's when it does the most damage because we don't get a, a fresh perspective and that's when we ruminate and things go, you know, uh, and obsess on things. And what was very small suddenly becomes very big. So it's, it's always a good checks and balance. Sure. Uh, we hear a lot about walls lately and building walls and so forth, both real and perceived. How does building a wall hurt us? Well, we build walls to protect ourselves usually or because we're, we've decided we're very private people and we don't want the world, we don't think the world should know our business. The only problem with a wall, and I've said this for years, is you may uh, lock the rest of society or the people you don't want out of your life and they're on the other side of the wall, but after a while you come to realize that you're the only one on your side of the wall. So now you've got isolation and you've got trust issues and you you can be actually lonely in a crowd, walls are, you know, walls are just uh, very difficult to work with because it leaves you all alone. Mm-hmm. What about setting goals? Uh, what's the importance of setting goals? Well, goals define a, a purpose and a direction in life. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of known to the people that I counsel as, as the guy that's going to make you have a plan. You know, the people that say, yo, I'm going to get that done. Thanks for telling me. And I say, okay, that's great. How are you going to do it? You know, uh, when are you going to start this thing? Let, let's talk about that. So, you know, I, uh, part of the program is actually, a, and you'll see it in the books, a chapter on goal setting. And I teach people how to set up goal grids and uh, get themselves moving from one point where they can be stagnant to a point where they can be very productive. But, you know, it's a structured plan, and you work it every day. What do you mean by a goal goal grid? How does that work? Goal grid uh, has, has three components to it: your long-term goal, a short-term goal, and the action steps that uh, help you get there. And I, I, I lay it out with you know your long-term goal. And in the book, I use something uh, setting up an organic pastry shop. But then there are the short-term goals that you're going to need to get there, like getting the money to do that or, or, or um, getting uh, your certificate in, in, in uh, culinary arts, whatever it may be. And so you want to have those short-term goals. And then under those short-term goals are the action steps. You know, if I, if I need the money, well, how am I going to get that? Well, I'm going to get a part-time job to help with that, those types of things. And those always have time frames with them. So I, I help them set those things up, and then you, as you – begin to progress through the, that grid you you know and and the action steps have been successfully completed you you know kind of take those off and put new ones on and the goal grid keeps on going until you get to your to your uh, long-term goal mhm can we be predisposed to depression 
Absolutely. You know, it's interesting when people come in, be it anxiety or depression or anger or anything else, I always go back and do a family history, and I almost always find it there. Uh, people that are depressed, I'll go back, and, and the questions I ask are any suicides in the family, anyone else on depressive medicines? How about substance abuse? Because a lot of people will medicate uh, depression with alcohol and things like that. So absolutely, and from what we're told, there is a bit of a genetic component to that. Okay. Uh, Faust Ruggiero, once again, is my guest. The Fix Yourself Handbook is uh, the title of the book. Visit FaustRuggiero.com for more information. Uh, we've got a few minutes left here. If you'd like to give a call and talk with Faust, 319-527-6702. How about gratitude? We hear about that, having gratitude for everything. How important is it? It's one of the most important components in the program. It's one of the later components. As you work through the program and you get into uh, all the other processes, you get down toward the end of the book, you're going to find a, 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 a chapter on gratitude. Gratitude connects us with everything, and there are two types. You know, One is the, the, the simple gratitude where you know you, um, someone does something for you and, you say, and, you, and you're happy or you get something and you're happy for that. That's kind of gratitude coming from outside sources. But what I always preach is uh, something called, I call proactive global gratitude. It's always proactive. It's always it's inside you all the time. You're thankful for the most the smallest things in the world. Uh, and when people see you, they, you know, you, and you've seen those people, they seem to be thankful for the smallest things, and they're always happy. So we want to we want to get it to a point where gratitude is always working inside us, and uh, it doesn't have to have an outside source uh, to make it happen. Sure, Faust Ruggiero, uh, my guest, and Faust. Once again, how do we get a hold of the book and more information about you? Again, the uh, the book and uh, information on me you can see on the website. Uh, as far as ordering the book, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, the usual retailers all have it. Okay, excellent. Faust, it's been wonderful to speak with you. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, again, thanks for the invitation. It was wonderful, Ryan. All right, thank you. You have a great day. You too, thank you. Faust Ruggiero, folks, uh, my guest on the phone, the Fix Yourself Handbook, Using the Process Way of Life to Transform Your Life into a Happy, Healthy Journey. And uh, normally, at this point, I'd uh, I'd go to our uh, my co-host, uh, Tamara Gleason, but... Uh, I think she forgot to call in today. <laughs> That's one of those things. So uh, we're going to end the show at this point. I uh, thank you very much for the next uh, the next Ryan Lindsay show. Uh, let's see. On Monday the 28th, John McGrail will talk about hypnotherapy. On Wednesday the 30th, psychic John Russell will be my guest for an hour and a half. We'll talk about his book, Riding with Ghosts, Angels, and Spirits of the Dead. And we'll also take live readings on the air. That happens Wednesday the 30th. Take a look at RyanLindsay.com for more information. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to The Ryan Lindsay Show. Visit RyanLindsayShow.com for more information about The Ryan Lindsay Show.